0: Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com, helping you live the life that others only dream about so you can be the best at being you.
1: Hello, Sheik students. I am Sharon Haver and you are about to be amazed. I have a truly informative guest on today's episode of Seven Days to Amazing, especially if you want to get your social media house in order. Karen Yankovich is a conversational conversion expert. She rocks a variety of communities on social media, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and is an internationally recognized leader on LinkedIn. As CEO of Uplevel Media LLC and KarenYankovich.com, Karen teaches her clients about how to build authentic rapport with their clients, prospects, influences, and the media, and how to leverage those conversations into transformative brand expansion, service, and sales channels. I'd like to think of this as conversations to ka So Karen is a popular trainer and speaker, and her advice has been featured on DailyWork.com, Social Media Examiner, and Huffington Post. Karen's services, including consulting, LinkedIn, and other social media workshops, trainings, programs, and speaking. Welcome, Karen Yankovich. I am
2: thrilled to have you
1: here today.
2: I'm so excited to be here. Can I steal conversations to ka-ching? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you can.
1: I like that, too. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's something that I want to start off with on, on how you got into this and everything else, because, you know, social media, is it, it's so easy for so many people and so difficult for others and it is the number one way to become an influencer now but a lot of people are out there and they're like, in your face, salesy, 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 or they're like sharing pictures of their cat and their husband and, you know, how they look like when they were cleaning out the carburetor. And that's the only stuff they share, so you don't really get a good idea of them. So can you just help us here on letting us know, like, what really is conversational conversions and how are you a conversational conversion expert?
2: Yeah, I definitely can. Well, you know, when people think about social media – they often think like, okay, I could sit behind my computer and type a few things, put up a few pretty pictures, and I'm going to get clients, right? Like, you know, like poof, it's a magic wand. And really, it's not. It's 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 about, re- like, first of all, social media, right? So it's social. It's about relationships and developing relationships. And how do you develop relationships in your real life? You have conversations with people, right? So mm-hmm. it's the same exact thing. So it's 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 learning how to use these digital tools that are free and available to all of us to initiate the same kinds of conversations and relationships that we initiate offline that bring us business.
1: So, what I find that happens is a lot of times people, because they just can't think off their feet, they they just they're just they get flummoxed. So they write these really awkward questions on social media, like. I don't know like is is daffodil your favorite flower you know you're like <laughs> besides it being a closed ended yes or no it's like really am I going to answer the question is daffodil your favorite flower like what does this have to do with anything but sometimes you get people who just seem to want to i don't know make their mark answer no my favorite flower is rose my favorite flower is tulip, and I'm amazed. It's is like a 2 part. I'm amazed at how like, what you call kind of a dopey question like that, on one hand, brings a certain amount of engagement from people, and the type of people who do engage seems to be kind of specific. And so is there a way that you can do these questions, and they don't seem so dopey and awkward, and someone can create, you know, because it's like walking into a big empty vacuum of a room, and how do you start a conversation without seeming? Like an idiot or feeling like an idiot.
2: Well it's the same exact well, you know what, it's the same way you do it in person. And my you know, my barometer for all of that stuff is say it out loud. If you can't comfortably say mm. out loud what you're putting in your social media Then you probably need to fix it and adjust it.
1: That now that's now that's a tweetable. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, just read it out loud, and you know, and and especially if you, you know, for some people too, they feel like they get real formal. You know, they feel like they have to be really formal and professional, and if it doesn't sound like you, it's not going to go over well with people. Period. So, so reading it out loud is a great barometer to: is this something that is going to go over with my audience or not?
1: And that's a great thing. I once had someone who was helping me with my social media, and he would write stuff that would just seem so stiff. And so, I mean, it was beautifully written, but, you know, maybe in a fashion magazine in 1988. And it was really hard, and I tried, and I tried so much to just sort of get him to sound like me. And I was, it's just easier for me to sound like me and do it. So when someone wants to say I can't do it myself and wants to bring someone on, how do you actually get it so that they can sound like you? And I know a lot of celebrities yeah. do it.
2: That's the hardest part of, of this business, right? Like I do have clients. I have I have a small agency, a small boutique agency, and we do do that kind of work for a small number of clients, and that is the hardest part of that business. It's the hardest part is to get their voice. And, you know, what I tell my clients is you have to be extraordinarily critical of me because if you don't mm-hmm. tell me that I don't have your voice, I'm not going to know it. So it isn't about, you know, telling me, because you feel like you're going to hurt my feelings, right I, you've got to tell us when we've got the voice and when we don't have the voice, and then you know and then you get better at it, but it is a really difficult part of that job, and that's why that's why par- partially why you know social media as a career really is a difficult path because because businesses don't want to pay a ton of money for it, so there's a lot of people that do it ver- for cheap and they're totally not getting the voices, so everybody so then you're like throwing your money out the window right yeah but totally. if you but if you are paying a lot, then you need to, you know, you've got to make sure you have the investment to pay a lot, to pay enough to somebody that's really going to invest the time in getting your voice because it is really, really difficult. But it is also really, really important. So even if you are a celebrity and you're hiring a team to, to do this kind of stuff for you, it's really important that you're really involved in the beginning so that you can help them. The more, you can, the more help you can provide to them in the beginning, the quicker they're going to get your voice.
1: Yeah, especially in in business if you're a personal brand, which I think so many people get confused with and if you want to be an influencer. Because if you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or a small business owner, and the business is really about you and you stand out there like a you know, Martha Stewart, Oprah Winfrey, Karen Yankovic, or Sharon Haver. <laughs> you know. Do you like the way i Like I just, that group? Do you like the way I just framed us? Anyway, I, I positioned us well and you and that's another thing because all of this really is positioning and using that, you know, it's what business neighborhood are you? You hanging out with, so when you are there and it is your personal brand. Because if you're a business and you've got you know a gazillion employees, there's a brand voice, which is one thing, but it's not as much specific to a human being. So when you are a human being and it is your business, what tips can you help people to sort of up level their personal brand online?
2: Well, you know, first I want to take a step back and say that even if you are a bigger business, I think I think we have to recognize that every person on this planet in this time and day and age has a personal brand. Mm-hmm. You know, you put your name in a Google search or whatever search engine you use, what comes up is your digital brand. So we all have a digital brand, whether we care to admit it or care to look at it or not, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a big business, that invests in the personal brands of the people that work for you, your business is instantly going to be elevated. If all of the personal brands are, are, you know, look great, your business brand gets elevated. And that's actually a mistake I think a lot of even small businesses make. They jump right to the business brand. Here's the products, here's the services, and they don't stop to take into consideration the personal brands. I think businesses that take that into consideration, whether they're solo entre- solo business owners or Fortune 100 companies, they are going to instantly elevate their business. So I kind of wanted to start with that. Mm-hmm. I think we all have to recognize that we have a personal brand. And just to take, you know, to just take two seconds on that, you know, if you're the administrative assistant to the CEO, right, you may think, well, who cares what her personal brand is? But it is important. Imagine if you are, you know, you're showing up in a big way and you've got a professional LinkedIn profile and you're connecting with the, you know, the important people that call and you speak to that connect to your boss all the time. It immediately makes that business and you seem more professional. Your boss is going to appreciate that. You're going to probably go, you know, you know grow your career build you know climb up that corporate ladder if that's your goal faster if you take your personal branding into consideration so taking that all the way back then to your original question which is you know the entrepreneurs and small business owners the same thing applies Right. If you jump right to your products and services and don't take into consideration your personal brand, you're leaving a lot of money on the table because you can position your brand as a much um, more exclusive brand, a higher priced brand, if that's what you want. You can take you people. People will think of you what you tell them to think of you. So you've got to take the time to do mm-hmm.
1: that. That's another tweetable. There you go. People will think of you what you tell them to think of you, and that's so true.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, it's, it is I, – I tell people all the time, I want you to position yourself as if you're peers with the most influential people in your industry, whether you believe you are or not, because that – helps you build your brand, that helps you build your business. And Sharon, I mean, listen, we probably hung out around the in the same places in the same many years ago, right? Right. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we didn't care what the IBM salesman that came into the door to sell the copy. Nobody cared what he did when he left the room, right? Nobody cared if he was married, had kids, what he had for lunch, but we we are... Business is more personal now. We are more interested in the people behind the business in, you know, in this century than we ever were in the previous century. So, so you have to understand that you're Googling people before you do business with them to see what comes up. People are doing the same thing for you and you can take control of that. Um, and I just want to make that really clear. You can yeah, well,
1: take control of that. Well, actually to, to just kind of spin off that a bit. Another thing that's so interesting is cause you know, I'm really big on your visual image and you make a first impression. And if your headshot doesn't look professional on one of these things and you don't look professional and you're not standing in your star power, no one is going to think you are, and they're going to pass you by. But going back when you go to your Gmail and somebody's assistant sends you or somebody's VA sends you an email and you're looking at the, the, that person's picture, right? And, that person is either sitting there with her boobs hanging out and long hair and is very suggestive or just looks like she just fell off the turnip truck and ran underneath the rock and maybe came out yesterday. You're like, how am I going to respect this person? If this is, this is the first representation I have of her business. And it's looking either, you know, definitely too sexual or too schleppy or too whatever it is. Cause you want to assume that the people who are working with you are of the same level, of the same community, in the same business neighborhood. So it's totally, what you said is is totally relevant because it does trickle down and it it kind of, you know, it it fires up as to that everyone needs to sort of look like they got their act together and they're on brand. Absolutely. absolutely. So you are huge in LinkedIn and I gotta tell you like I'm really big in in social media. I'm pretty social media savvy. Um, I like doing it I have a love-hate affair with it sometimes I in all honesty blog posts and things I schedule a lot other things I just do as the moment hits me I kind of like to connect if I'm not too crazy I'm probably on it more than other times knowing the stuff that's scheduled is out there and then other times I'm like totally on it engaging in conversation I'm really getting big in Twitter again I love Twitter I had a huge Twitter following and I'm Kind of felt it got too big and now it's getting small again and I like that, but when it comes to LinkedIn, oh my God, I'm on there, but it confuses <laughs> me. I have no idea why. It totally confuses me. So can you? And I'm sure if it confuses me, it's not. It's also confusing so many other people. So I know it's important. Can you kind of explain about that yes. first and and help people yes. get figure out LinkedIn and not make it like one big like headhunting. It's absolutely absolutely
2: like... so so there's two pieces to this and maybe there's probably more than two but we'll just cover two pieces of it and the first piece of it is the profile right and i you know if you put your name in a google search your linkedin profile is likely to come up and i am not going to say that if you don't have a great linkedin profile you're not going to get the business but think about the fact think about if you you know like you talk about making good first impressions mm-hmm. right um You, this is where you make your good first impression online. And, you know, when you go to buy a car, we do research, right? We research the, brand, the manufacturer, we research the car, you know, the the uh, the model. We research the dealerships that we want to go to. And at some point, we have a stack of business cards in our hands of the people we spoke to, the salespeople, and probably we're throwing their name into a Google search to see what comes up. Well, what's going to come up is their LinkedIn profile. And if somebody's LinkedIn profile, if they take the time to tell us how many awards that they've won and how long they've been in that business, I don't care if it's a week, but if you've taken the time to really position yourself and tell me why you're the best person to for me to invest my money with, um, I'm going to feel more comfortable doing business with you. And that's what I want... People to feel, to feel when they, when they do that for you, Sharon, and everybody that's listening to this. I want them to feel confident giving, you know, giving you their money. And <laughs> you can create that with a great LinkedIn profile. So, so even if you never use LinkedIn, and I want you to use LinkedIn, but even if you never use LinkedIn, at least take the time to have a great profile because it's going, it is your, it is the front door to your business. It is your first impression very often.
1: So what, what do you include in a great profile?
2: Well, a great headshot, mm-hmm. right? There you, there you go, make people. It, if
1: you don't have it, call yep, me. We'll figure yep, it out.
2: Get a great headshot, absolutely. Um, and you know, make it about make it. Tell me, tell me why you are why you why you're good for me, right? So make it about you, but but in the terms of me. So make it client facing. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares that you're the CEO, right? So so there's some positioning that you want to do with your profile, right? You want to make sure that you position yourself like you're you know like you're influential. Um, but also do it in terms of how you help me. I'm not searching for a CEO. I'm searching for somebody to help me with my brand style, right? So tell me that I've helped 2,000 entrepreneurs, you know, grow their business with a, with their sense of style. Or, obviously, I'm making that up, right? Mm-hmm. But so so position yourself as influential, but in, in a way that makes it about me, not about you. If that makes sense,
1: because now that makes it
2: intriguing to me. Um, take the time to do a great summary. Tell me what you're passionate about. You know, I love helping entrepreneurs. Blah 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 blah, or whatever it is you do. Um, give me some. Give me lots to work with. Tell me about your past experience. Use media, right? You can now, like all the people a few years ago that were saying LinkedIn was so boring, well, now we can have a great cover image. We can add mixed media to every section of our profile. Um, So use some media. It drives traffic to your website, and it gives people a sense of who you are. So all of those things help, you know, contribute towards having a great profile.
1: And what about somebody I know was saying that every time they do something, they put it up as some kind of LinkedIn post. I mean, is that a good idea or is that something that becomes a little like Mm. No, I mean, it
2: depends. I mean, listen. You want to. You want. You know. Every social media st- site has a strategy. Um, I I copy every one of my blog posts over to LinkedIn as a LinkedIn long form post about a month after it goes live on my blog because it just gives more life to my existing blog post that I worked oh. so hard on to begin with, and all of those blog posts now have a second place that they live. And if people go to LinkedIn to check me out, they'll see all of the. You know, they can of course they can find them on my website, but I'm just giving them another home. Um, and LinkedIn is h- ranked very highly with Google. So if you're using keywords, you're going to mm. find – people are going to find you.
1: Can you use keywords on LinkedIn or you just use keywords in how you're writing it?
2: You definitely can use keywords on LinkedIn. I don't, you where definitely are they? keywords. Um, so you would. Use, right. you would so to my knowledge, and LinkedIn is LinkedIn doesn't have this published anywhere. LinkedIn yeah. is very closed mouth about how what their algorithms are. But to my knowledge, there are three sections that Google reads on your LinkedIn profile, and that's uh-huh. your headline. So if your headline says you're an accountant, you know, or that you're a CEO, you know, that's not really you want. To, you want to use every character in that headline. Tell people who you are, who you help, right, and how you help them. And then your summary, which is a section a lot of people just skip right over. Google reads that 2,000-character summary. And the titles of your experience. So not the description, but the title. So, for example, if you scroll down my LinkedIn profile, a job that I had a million years ago, I was vice president of a company, um, and nobody's really searching for vice presidents, right? But I did everything. It was a tiny company, so it wasn't like there was 10 vice presidents. If I was... (laughs) If I was, what I was doing now, if human resources was relevant, I would have put vice president of human resources. It's, it's, I'm not making it up. Nobody doesn't, there's no police that says that's not, that wasn't really your title, right? right. But if human resources are good keywords for me now. I would recreate that title so it supports my keywords. What I have it as, I wrote down, um, vice president of marketing and media because marketing and social media are keywords for me. So you can find ways to recreate your titles in ways that, Um, incorporate your keywords and support what it is you're doing now that's a great way yeah you don't want to make it up but you want to be authentic but you definitely can recreate it
0: hey excuse me let me jump in for a second we're sharing a lot of amazing things today but you know there's more if you have a friend that you think will also enjoy this episode don't forget to share it now do you like to listen on the go simply download this episode in iTunes while you're there, subscribe and write a review so we can continue to bring you the most amazing content possible to help you be the best at being you in your life, business, and style. For more amazing episodes, go to our podcast library at www.7daystoamazing.com, where you will find episode transcripts and additional resources. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode.
1: You need to spin into your favor so with still telling the truth. So you can, you can be fact-checked, and it's just said a different way. But that's exactly, really exactly. Because, and I think for people who don't understand, because, you know, when keywords, you think about, okay, i got to type in, you know, best social media expert, right? But what you're saying is rather than just putting in the keywords like you would tags and add them up, to actually write with the intention of including the keywords, Including the keyword in what you're saying, yes. which I think is really that's interesting exactly because I don't think most people really think of it that way. So that's yep. that's a really cool tip, people. Because I was even thinking myself, oh, we got to find that keyword section in there, even though you write to it, and I never found it. So you know that is a yep. –
2: no, you just got to incorporate it. And you know if you look at my summary, you'll see at the end I list specialties. Of course, those are all keywords for me.
1: Uh huh. Oh, cool. Very cool. So it just
2: gives so, me another way to throw them in there without it seeming, you know, creepy and weird. And, and
1: that brings me to another thing, because some people really are creepy and weird and in LinkedIn strategies. And you look at when people come up to you, you know, and people want requests. Now, some people are weird. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm visual. So if I don't know you and you've got a creepy picture and what you're doing looks a little sketchy, there's no way. I mean, you're an instant delete. But if I don't know you and you look professional and we look aligned and it looks like something you want to do and you look like you look like you got yourself together, I will consider adding you on on my LinkedIn. I used to only only include people that I know, and now I'm including people who reach out to me who maybe I want to know. But what is a good strategy on that so you don't have five thousand LinkedIn friends, including like five creepy people or five hundred creepy people, and you. You know, do you really need to only list people that you technically really know, or do you extend it out to the reach of the networking community? What's a good strategy on that?
2: Yeah, well, I think you build. I think you should build your network, and Mm. so yeah, I'm not a big fan of the creepy. You know, there's very few people that I don't connect with, but I definitely like. There was one guy I got a connection request one time, Sharon. The guy's title was Gigolo, (laughs) so I opted not to connect with him, but. But for the most part, I connect with pretty much everyone because if they're looking to connect with me, then maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe they want to do business with me, right? I mean, it's like, I kind of feel like it's like walking into a networking event with a bag over your head, you know, like, I want to meet people I already know, you know. It's networking. It's business networking. So, So, you know, I connect with a ton of people, and, you know, we can talk about that if we have time, but I do it deliberately because I want to fill my network with people that I think are going to be people that want to do business with me so I deliberately go I'm proactive in building my LinkedIn network as well as reactive but from a reactive perspective yeah I connect with people that are um you know that I don't know because I'm thinking maybe they want to get to know me and that maybe that means they want to hire me at some point right so why not
1: yeah tell us tell us more about networking on LinkedIn I think that's that's fascinating what your strategy (laughs) is
2: So that kind of moves to that. I said there was two things, right? So the first thing is the profile. The second thing is, you know, how are you using this? Well, you have an opportunity on LinkedIn to fill your network full of people that are potential customers for you. And when I started doing this, I was just like, oh, I don't connect with people on LinkedIn. They connect with me. Like, that was smart, right? Like, I was too cool to connect with other people. Now and then I really there. thought, that's <laughs> silly. Right, like, that's silly. Like, now I'm just being totally reactive to people that want to connect with me. So now... I I'll give you an example. Last week I did a um a conference. So there was a, there was a conference in New Jersey that I was uh, doing a talk at, and I made sure ahead of time that I connected with all the speakers that were going to be there, because I wanted, and I would connect with them and say, hey, we're both going to be speaking at this event. You know, I made sure that I went out of my way to connect with all the people that were going to be there, so that, what it did was it made the most out of the day when I got there, right? There was already people that I had met and that I had little conversations with. Um, So there's things like that, like connecting with people around upcoming events, but Think also about like what you have coming up in your business, say in two months or three months or four months. For example, I have a program that I run for realtors and it supports social media and PR for realtors. So um, in this program, we're actually taking a booth at a realtor convention in um, the fall. So it's New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York, I think. I don't even know, three states. I am connecting like a fiend now with a ton of realtors in that market because when they, because I want people in that event to come see my name and say, I know you, we're connected on LinkedIn. Because that instantly warms them up to me in, the, in this busy, crowded conference, right? And so um, they've yeah, they got a
1: chance, it gives you a little credibility because exactly. they've got a chance to see what you've said.
2: Exactly. And then, you know, the other things are like if you're part of a networking event, like a chamber of commerce or whatever, connect with the people in the chamber of commerce. Then when you show up in person, same kind of thing. You already are warned. People will be like, oh, I know you. We're connected on LinkedIn. So I go out of my way to actively connect with people that if I'm putting putting any time and effort into a chamber of commerce, I want to maximize my time. So by connecting with them ahead of time, um, even if it's by the hundreds. It's, it maximizes my time in those, at those events. Um, but most, most importantly, like I'll just give you another example, and if you guys have gotten a connection request from me and you hear yourself in one of these examples, now you know why you got the connection request from me. Um, I do LinkedIn training for, for um, sales organizations, right? So I do, and that's a really nice, that's a nice little lucrative piece of my business. I go in, I do, you know, I train sales teams on how to, how to maximize the use of LinkedIn. So I go in and I can search By title, sales director, you know, director of sales, sales manager, and I can pull up, you know, uh, searches of these people and actively connect with 20 or 30 of these people at a time. Um, And I and I give them, you know, I usually have some kind of similar parameter, like we're both local business owners, like if they're in the New York metropolitan area, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't want to just connect blindly with them. I don't tell them because you fit my parameter and I want you to hire me. I just say (laughs) because we're both local business owners, right? But, but what happens is some, very often, and I kid you not, this is almost like having a magic wand very often they'll reach out to me and say really cool what you do i think I, I think we need to speak you know and i've gotten a ton of business that way by wow. by proactively going after people that fit my ideal client avatar parameter right whatever you can you know you don't know if they're necessarily male or female but you definitely you know there's certain things you can find out and and then i can obviously there's a follow up process to get that business it doesn't happen they don't drop out of the sky often but they do on occasion you know so so it's so I'm so I'm proactively, you know, really going out of my way to build my network, and that, you know, here's another tweetable for you, Sharon. your shower. And your network, your net worth, right? I so like that the one. People that are in your network, you know, affect your net worth. So create a network on LinkedIn full of people that can enhance your business and grow your business.
1: That's fantastic. And I'm actually type, I'm actually putting a note down here, so then we go through this on the transcript. And we're like, "Up, oh, there's our tweet, another tweetable. There was another tweetable, and, and how are you like yeah. that? It's on social media."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, you know, I I think this is is so amazing, and I, I know that a lot of people get stymied about this, and there there's completely confused especially when they run their own business and they're like okay I don't have this is all great Sharon and Karen but you know I have no time so if you have to choose out of all the social media out there can you give us sort of like a crib sheet on like where you should do your main focus like are you an Instagram kind of person are you a LinkedIn a Facebook like you know if you have to choose your weapon what's your best weapon to really do, do as your main focus
2: you know what I think I think your best weapon is where you like to be. You yes. know, if I said to you your best weapon is LinkedIn and you hate LinkedIn, you're never going to do a good job there, right? So if you tell me you love Instagram, then I promise you we can find you clients on Instagram. You know, so, so yeah, you should find out where your people are and each platform has a different strategy and we can talk about all of those different things. But at the end of the day, if you like hanging out on Pinterest, then Put together a strategy that gets you clients from Pinterest, and I and you can do it. It doesn't matter what your business is, unless, of course, you're looking for 20,000 clients at a time. But if you're looking for, like most of us, your next client, um, it can really be on the site you enjoy being on. So I think that's most important. Um, beyond that, it really depends on what your goal is. You know, it really depends on what your goal is. If you're, if you're a speaker, for example, people, you know, there's a lot going on on um, LinkedIn and Twitter. You know, if you're a realtor, you're probably going to want Facebook because that's community-oriented. So, you know, if, and again, if you're a local-based business, then you're probably going to want a platform that um, you can leverage hashtags because hashtags is a great way to be found locally, hashtagging towns and things like that, so Instagram and Twitter. So it really depends on beyond the where do you love to be, it really depends on what your business is and what your goals are.
1: That's. I mean, I think that's great, because I, I really think that's a good concrete way of doing it. Because I know for me personally, like I love to look at pretty pictures on Instagram, I'll put up sort of things for me. More well, These days that are more like a New Yorkie or where I'm traveling. But I'm not, you know, I talk about business, I don't, I'm not like a personal style blogger, I don't want to have people's outfit pictures in my seat or, or have them have mine, I kind of think it's a waste of time so i don't really push my business on instagram i'll push more my lifestyle rather than what I'm wearing, but where, you know, what I see. And then on Facebook, I kind of keep it more about my, my business and what's going on or personal as well. And on LinkedIn, I'm definitely, I'm starting this, Karen. You are probably one of the few people who I actually get those alerts from on LinkedIn. I don't know what I do to get them, but apparently <laughs> I figured it out one day and I only figured it out for you. Or maybe I silenced Ooh. everyone else. I don't know why. No, seriously, I get your LinkedIn updates. And I'm like, how do I do that? How did I do that? So, so tell me. now. Now that I'm making my effort on that, Tell me how do you get those LinkedIn updates cuz you've got those communities on there and groups or whatever they call them Yeah, I sense? do.
2: Well, you know what? It really it depends, you know, it depends. I mean, there's you 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 obviously you you can click that you follow people, right? And that mm-hmm. that will help you get the updates. But there's, you know, there's so many, I mean, I could talk about this for two more hours, but there's so many <laughs> ways to do this. I mean, I, you know, LinkedIn made a lot of changes in the last few months, so so, you know, at the time of this recording, it's you know, just starting summertime 2017, and in the spring, in the, in the winter, in the spring of 2017, LinkedIn completely revamped its user interface, I'm guessing as a result of, well, I'm more than guessing, I know, as a result of its, if, of its merger with, or the acquisition by Microsoft. So there's a lot of changes, and the changes are, the changes are not just in the visual, the user interface, but also in how it works. So there's a lot of changes. There's less things you can do with the free version than you could before. However, their paid versions, they are they are killing it with the with the features they're giving us in the paid version. So up until like the last few months, I wasn't really a big advocate for the paid versions. I am now because I think that it really can help us. The things they give us like alerts and things like that are are just save me so much time in my day and I'm all about ease of use, you know, um Make it valuable. So it really so there's a non-answer to your question, Sharon. It depends on what you did when you did it, and you know what when the what the sun, the moon, and the stars were aligned at the time that you did it, because yeah, so many changes no have happened in the last few months.
1: I have no idea. Sometimes I feel like I just put my hand in a hat there, but you know you you've clarified it for me so much right now, and I'm sure for everyone else listening. So I always like to sort of as we're coming to the close, ask people my guess if you had to do, like, a, just a handful of things this week, what can someone implement to make their next week more amazing on social media so that they can have better conversations to ka on social media? They can convert. What, do you, what are your tips on that?
2: Well, my tip, the big tip would be how do you actually, you know, like – Look at your social media, see which platform you're, you know, you feel like you're making the most authentic connections with, and maybe try and take one of those connections offline and get on the phone with somebody. I mean, that's really the goal of this, right, is to build your business. So I would say if I had to pick one thing, it would be understand that this is the beginning of, the social media is the beginning of the relationship. Take it to the next step and see if you can get a conversation going.
1: Wow, that's. I mean, I know I procrastinate on that. That goes into a whole sales strategy, too. And it's like, I, I used to be the queen of the telephone, and now I'm like,
2: no, don't call me. I know, I know.
1: I know, I have to break the habit. I used to come home and I'm like, oh, I only have 87 messages and I have to make 100 calls. When I was a stylist for a photo shoot, an average shoot I would make like a hundred phone calls a day to get to prep and prop and get everything I needed and now it's yeah. like a hundred phone calls. Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, phone calls and now my here. phone calls are mostly
2: scheduled, but my voicemail on my cell phone is routinely full and I tell people like the last thing you want to do is be in my voicemail because I and I it's not a good thing. I'm not bragging about this, but I just don't check it, you know, because we're busy doing so many other things. But, I know. Um but that being said, schedule the calls. You know, get, get some Yes, yes, uh, if you can get on the phone, you know, take these, like, it's, it's, social media is the top of the sales funnel. It's where you get the visibility. But if you don't do something with those people to get them to the bottom of, you know, to the sale, you've got to, there's some steps between the visibility and the sale. And, you know, the first step is how do you, you know, how can you take them from a follower to an actual connection?
1: No, I, I think that's great. I think that's great. Imagine the days when you used to have a hundred messages and you're looking forward to hear every one because there's a cute guy somewhere buried in there, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if you if you get, have
1: all these messages and you're you know you're not dating anymore, think about imagine when you would come back home and you're like, oh my god, you think that guy called me? You listening to all the messages to find out before there was caller ID, you know? Maybe that's a good good sales strategy to get you to interface more with what's on the other side of the phone <laughs> maybe maybe that is <laughs> a least, good
2: idea yeah
1: or at least pull up some good memories so anyway karen this has been great and i we could definitely go on for like another 12 hours on this but people you really shouldn't because you should go contact karen you should go find her you should follow her you should like her you should subscribe to her so how did people find you karen
2: well, I'm at Karen Yankovich everywhere, so all social media sites. But I will say that I would love to invite your people, to. I have a free LinkedIn challenge that I just started running a few weeks ago, and it literally takes you step by very simple, easy step through all the things we talked about today. Um, and you can get to that at linkeduprevolution.com. Linked up
1: revolution.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, linkeduprevolution.com. We're going to revolutionize your business by, you know, with some simple LinkedIn strategies. And, um, I'm, and it, we've got a Facebook group to support it, so there's lots of um, conversations going on, and I'm in there helping people write their summaries and, you know, who should they connect with and all this other stuff. It's really a lot of fun, and it's completely 100% free.
1: Cool. Maybe I should do that too. You can find me in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much, Karen, for being here. I think this was fantastic. It made LinkedIn seem a little bit more accessible, less scary, and, and, and it gave it a purpose. I mean, you know, and one final question. Is it a good idea to put pictures of your, like, cute cat on LinkedIn or just keep it strictly to things that are more professional?
2: I don't think you need your cute cat on LinkedIn. Okay, yeah, thank you. However, that being said, depending on your business, you know, depending on your yeah. business, if you, you know, sell cute cat food, then maybe. But no, I don't think, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time with things that are irrelevant.
1: Exactly. Uh, all right.
2: But if you have a purpose for it and you can convince me of that purpose, I'm all for it.
1: So that, actually, that's a good takeaway tip here, too. So whatever you're putting up on, on LinkedIn, make sure that there is a purpose, that the intention is there to the end to support you and your business.
2: Right exactly.
1: Yeah and you keep the cats on uh Facebook.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
1: thank you so much to go to um com. let me that for you It's Y-A-N-K-O-V-I-C-H. So it's Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Yankovich, Y-A-N-K-O-V-I-C-H.com. And I asked her before we started, no, she is not related to Weird Al Yankovich. So-
2: <laughs> <laughs> but if you know him, if anybody here listening knows him, tell him to connect with me because I want to Maybe- find out. Maybe we are and we don't know it.
1: Or, or maybe he can do some, like, really cool social media thing for you. you know, can... I know. It would be fun, right? <laughs> that was really fun. Have a, weir- a Weird Al experience on LinkedIn. Anyway, Karen, <laughs> thank you so much and talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, Sharon.
0: That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. We covered a lot of amazing things today. But what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Hop on over to www.focusonstyle.com to leave a comment and keep the conversation going. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to become a Focus on Style insider. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit, curated to help you and your business get out there, but as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. Subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. So don't forget to subscribe at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. See you on the next episode of the 7 Days to Amazing podcast with Sharon Haver, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week.